Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. And we head on out to the fan hotline right now, and we're joined by our pal Alan Saunders. And uh, Alan, I believe, uh, is it Seven Springs tonight? He's probably sitting back with a, a nice hot cocoa or maybe even a spiked beverage of some sort, uh, and he's just enjoying the mountain life. Is, is that correct? You're at Seven Springs tonight? Uh-oh. Do we not have Alan? Alan, are you with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yep, I'm up here. Yeah, uh, here at Seven Springs. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just enjoying the weekend uh, after, you know, the hectic schedule of the, uh, the short week is, is tough on, on all of us. But, yeah, trying to get away. And uh, there's a lot to get away from. Let's, let's just say that. <laughs> well, let's start right there. Um, you wrote a really good piece today, and, and I, I read it before I went on the air tonight, and I thought it was really well done about – Sort of what has gone south here? Let's start there. What has led to this point for the Steelers? And um, is there a common thread or a common trend that has gotten us to this point for the organization? Or has it just been sort of a a collection of mishaps along the way that have gotten us here? I think the thing that really stood out to me, you know, last night after the game, it was like 2 a.m. I was kind of like racking my brain, like, what what do I make of this? You know, this is a team that was a week ago, seven and four, like appeared to be not only going to make the playoffs, but maybe had a decent chance to challenge for the AFC North, um, had a decent chance to feel like they could win a playoff game. And now everything is just, you know, falling apart so rapidly. And I was really trying to just wrap my head around how all that happened. And really, I just come back to this team. I'm like, the things that, that what they are, what they keep telling us is that they're not a very well coached football team. They do the things that poorly coached football teams do. They've made mental mistakes. They've lacked discipline. They've lacked focus. They've lost and done the same things over and over again in losing. And, you know, this is not, I don't want to say this is some overwhelmingly talented team. Uh, it's not like I think they're a Super Bowl contender, especially, you know, the quarterback position has been a big question mark for them. But it just does not feel to me that this is a group that is playing anywhere really near as good as it's capable of. And that all goes back to coaching. Now, I'm not sure it all goes back to Mike Tomlin. Like, there's, I don't know, 13, 15 coaches on his staff. But, man, it just does not feel like whatever message is being delivered is getting across. It doesn't feel like the obvious coaching points. When you do something, when you have two alignment penalties in a game and then you go into the next game and you have another one, like, that has to be the thing you talked about that week. Like, that has to be the focus 
How could you screw it up again four days later? I just think everything around this team is telling me it is a poorly coached football team right now. And, and I think, and look, you were in the locker room last night too. You, you probably picked up on this. I mean, it feels like if it's not a torn or lost locker room right now or a split or lost locker room right now, it definitely looks like one that is trending in that direction. That's kind of the vibe that I got last night was there is not only uh, some dissension between players, but maybe towards the coaching staff as well. And they, they just don't really feel like they're all pulling in the same direction. And whether that's player versus player or player versus coach or what have you, they just feel disjointed to me, right? Yeah, I thought it was very telling that uh, Cam Hayward decided to come out to the podium and he sat down and he fielded questions for eight, nine minutes. Um, you know, I, it sure seemed like there was some message sending occurring there. And I'll tell you what Cam Hayward said was, guys have to learn their lessons or they have to be replaced. And I think when you're hearing that from a player, I think that's a sign that there is frustration from, from some of these players, some of these guys that get it, guys like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, guys that have been there and done that, that, that other guys are not pulling their weight, and, and they're seeing it, and they're frustrated by it. And it's a good point that you make because you mentioned Cam Hayward going to the podium. When we went into the locker room, we were told that Cam Hayward was not going to the podium, and then something changed, and he decided to go talk. So maybe message sending is a, a good way of describing it. So, Alan, what happens next now? I mean, how, do you, how if you're Mike Tomlin – if this locker room is disjointed or lost or torn or what have you, how do you get it back now with four games to play? Can you get it back now with four games to play? You know, it's this weird catch-22. Mike Tomlin, I'm not sure he meant to do it right, but in his, his press conference, he, he said something along the lines of, we'll go back and we'll, you know, we'll regroup because this is who we are. And I, was, I thought he, he kind of hit it on the head a little bit too good. He's been in this position a bunch. <laughs> probably more than he should have been, okay? But right. he's been in this position a whole lot where he needed to rally the troops and get guys to buy in to make some kind of last-dash effort to save a season. They did it last year. They did it in 2019. Like, this has happened over and over again. It's a problem that it keeps happening, but I think it's probably reasonable to have a little bit of faith in Mike Tomlin's ability to rally this team in nine days to go to Indianapolis and play a competitive game. Yeah, and that's what's next for the Steelers. We're talking with uh, Alan Saunders from Pittsburgh Steelers now. Um, Alan, you know, looking ahead beyond this year, Mike Tomlin, it, I, I really don't buy into, you know, people saying that, you know, maybe there's a chance that he gets fired. I know, you know, Ray Fittipaldo earlier today on these airwaves said that he felt like there was maybe a 50-50 chance that Tomlin wouldn't be back, whether that's via trade or uh, or he is removed as the head coach. I don't think it's anywhere near that high personally, but – um, I also keep going back to the fact that he just has one year left on his deal. There was no extension this offseason. And how, if you're the Steelers, do you go get an offensive coordinator if you have a, a coach on a one-year deal? And also, how do you extend him at this point after the year that they're currently having? I'll go further. Like, And, you know, this is a part of what I wrote today at SteelersNow.com. We don't really know who is pulling all the strings inside the Steelers organization between Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and Kevin Colbert when he was in that position, and Art Rooney. Like, who really picked Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator? Who really picked Randy Figner as the offensive coordinator before that? 
you know, who really is making a lot of these decisions? Why didn't the Steelers keep Brian Flores and why didn't they replace him when they lost him? Like, well, we don't really have answers to those questions. But, man, if, if I'm Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin has picked the last two Steelers offensive coordinators, handpicked, those were his guys, those were the people that he pounded the table for, I'm not letting him pick another one because those two have been colossal failures. I don't – like, I, it, it can't happen. Now, I understand that the Steelers have a – probably have a more collaborative decision-making process than the way I just laid it out there, but I think there has to be some real skepticism about whether or not the processes that have led us to this point – can continue without major changes. If Mike Tomlin is brought back, I mean, does he get say then in who becomes the offensive coordinator? I mean, is that – how is that going to work? And how – if you do bring him back, do you bring in an offensive coordinator that maybe doesn't have Tomlin's blessing? That seems like an, another recipe for disaster. I don't think you can bring in someone that he won't – that he doesn't think he can work with. Like, that. that's a non-starter – um, but I don't know. I don't like, I don't care so much about Tomlin's blessing is like, how did the Steelers get that hire so wrong? Why did they stick with Matt Canada when it was pretty clear at the, you know, before this season that things weren't going very well, what was the thought process? What was the reasoning and how do they go about correcting that flawed process to find a way to make sure it doesn't happen again? I think those are hard questions. Alan, who should play quarterback in, for the Steelers in Indianapolis? I mean, I think the right answer is it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't have any, like, I, I don't know why anyone is bamboozled by, like, oh, maybe Mason Rudolph will be the guy. Like, no. Yeah. We've, we've seen him. We know what he's about. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that he would be worse, but I don't have a strong reason to suspect he would be significantly better. Um, you know, I think basically – think that to me as you were saying this is a locker room that feels um on the verge of pulling apart and there was a lot said last week about Mitch Trubisky's leadership I think there's some realness to that he has been a starting quarterback in the league for a long time he has more bona fides than anybody else to do that job to tell people that they're doing it wrong to get guys to buy in I don't really care so much about the quarterback play as much as I think Mitch Trubisky is probably the guy that has the best chance of keeping this offense together until Kenny Pickett comes back. So that's who I would roll with. But I don't think on the field you're going to see a big difference either way. Here's my only thing with that, Alan, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this play because obviously you were, you were there, you saw it too. I, I did not like that third and nine scramble that Trubisky had uh, when they got down in the red zone and he slid three yards short of the first down marker. I thought that was a give-up business decision kind of play. And I look at that and say, man, if you're a player on that Steelers offense, kind of tough to look at him and say, hey, we got to follow this guy into battle after he gave up on, on a crucial third down play. And then they ended up failing to pick up the fourth down after that. That was a huge moment in that game. And a lot of that came back to him not really efforting to try to get that first down and, and be willing to get hit. That's true. And I didn't, I'll be perfectly blunt, I didn't like almost anything that Trubisky did in that game. I thought he was, not only wasn't he good, like he wasn't even nearly as capable, as good as he's capable of being, but also like on that play, Mason Rudolph is probably sacked because he's nowhere near as mobile true. and elusive as Trubisky is. True. So, you know, I don't know that that's better, right? I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I think you've got bad options. 
Um, whichever guy, I, I, I believe that the, my sense of the pulse of the locker room is that people like Mitch Trubisky, that he's someone that they'll follow. Um, if that's the case, then I think that's who I would go with. I don't really think you're going to see a big difference in terms of on-the-field play. We've had a lot of people on our airwaves today, and Alan, we'll finish with this, who have weighed in with a percentage uh, on what percentage Mike Tomlin has to be the head coach of the Steelers next year or not be the head coach of the Steelers next year. You care to weigh in on that? Do you have a percentage? Do you think it's a foregone conclusion that he's back? What percentage do you give Mike Tomlin not being back with the Steelers next year? I would say about 70-30 that he will be back. Okay. But I would also say that, like, that is a – if you would have asked me one week ago, I might have said 95-5. You know, it has been a precipitous jump very quickly. <laughs> and if things continue to trend in this direction, look, if they play like they played these last two games, the next four, they will not win again. And then that really changes the outlook if that happens. I – uh yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the next four games, that percentage that you just gave, that can fluctuate for sure over the next four games uh, as well. Alan, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, we'll let you get back to Seven Springs and, and all the fun up there, but appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Josh. All right. That's uh, Alan Saunders from Steelers Now. 70-30, Charlie. How do you feel about that? We had Ray Fittipaldo, who gave it a 50% chance earlier today. Um, Mark Cabali said 10%. Mike DeFabo said 5 to 10%. Allen says 30% chance that Mike Tomlin is not the head coach of the Steelers next year. So should we just take all of the answers and then combine them into an average, and that's what the Pittsburgh collective media has? It's, it's to, probably the, somewhere, what, like 20-some-odd percent right any, now? Anywhere between 20 and 25. But com- like coming from an outsider – being like a Bucks Bucks fan, seeing Mike Tomlin for 17 years, I would have killed for this level of consistency. But I know for a fact that sometimes consistency can lead to negativity, which is exactly what's happening right now. I, I think that there can be, you know, look, I've always liked the 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 Rooney way, right? Like the consistency, the uh, the structure that they have, uh, you know that there's not going to be these dramatic fluctuations within the organization. The owners are not going to say idiotic things like you have in Dallas or um, Indianapolis or so on and so forth. You just sort of always know what you're going to get, and it's typically pretty solid within this organization. The problem that I'm starting to have now is I I don't really know what to expect from the organization other than the same guy is going to be running out there as the head coach. It's just so inconsistent, the product on the field. And I don't really, I don't really know how they get out of that rut. I, I don't understand what, I guess is preventing them if this season goes south. Like, what do you look at and say, you know what? This is right. This is going well. This is the reason that we would want to continue this. I don't know where you, I don't know how, if you're Art Rooney, you look at that and say, this is working. This can work. We can get out of this. 
Chuck Noll had bad years. Bill Cowher had some down years. It happens. But now you're talking seven years without a playoff win. A decade with three playoff victories, one of which came because Vontez Perfect is a moron. Another one was against a backup quarterback uh, with uh, the Dolphins. And another one came against Alex Smith and the Chiefs, and you didn't even score a touchdown in that game. The three playoff wins that they have had have not exactly been the most impressive victories. They haven't beaten a really good team in the playoffs in a long time. And someone said earlier that, you know, teams aren't fearing the Steelers anymore. That's why. If you're in the NFL right now, if you're playing in the NFL right now, pretty much any player just about in the NFL at this point, you're not really looking at the Steelers and thinking about the the James Harrison, Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Polamalu era Steelers. You're thinking about this group right now that's sort of discombobulated on offense. A good defense, yes, for the most part. But one that is just sort of middle. It's mid, as the kids say. It's my attempt at drawing in the Gen Z audience. The Steelers are mid. You like that? Do you even know what that means, Charlie? You're looking yeah, at me yeah, like it's average. Average, okay. But right. this, so this is reminding me a lot of – I'm a big Devils fan. This is reminding me of the Devils, how Lou Lamorello was here or in New Jersey for yeah. 25 years, and they won three Stanley Cups in nine years. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly started turning into not winning right. a first-round playoff. And, and, all, of a su- and all of a sudden playing the Devils, it wasn't like you were going up against that trapping, hard-hitting – uh, open ice decking sort of team that that they Nobody became with great anymore. goaltending. I mean, right? You you lose the luster, you lose the mystique in a hurry, and it feels like that is what has happened very quickly here for this team. Maybe it's not quickly. Maybe that's not even. Maybe that's not correct. Maybe this has been a, a gradual thing that's happened really over the last ten years, where playing the Steelers like. In the late 2000s, people looked like they were afraid to play the Steelers. You didn't want to see the Steelers on your schedule. Now, I, I don't think you really care whether they're there or not. I don't think the the respect factor is there, nor should it be there anymore. The logo isn't scary anymore. Exactly. Kate in the car is on the fan. Hi, Kate. Good evening. Hello. I'm. How are you? I'm good. I would like to hear someone explain to me why Tomlin is good. Why? (laughs) I don't see a difference between coaching in the first half and the second half. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan, we change in the second half. We adapt. I don't see any adaptation. Well, I I think, I mean, look, they gave up 21 in the first half yesterday. They didn't give up a point in the second half. Um, there have been, I think, a lot of moments over the last couple of years where with a really bad offense, they have found a way to adjust in second halves and, and win games. But but I think to your point, Kate, and thank you for the call, I, I think to your point, you know, is that all that, that you can hold your hat on? Okay, he's a player's coach, and they tend to eke out really close games. Well, I like coaches that just blow out bad teams. I also think that, that whole notion of him being, you know, a player's coach kind of going out the window right now as well, given what we have heard out of that locker room here of late. Uh, some national media folks 
they don't exactly share the same sentiments that you and I share about the Steelers. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. We'll welcome you to call in as well. 412-928-9370 is the number. We'll get your calls when we come back. I'm Josh Roundtree here on the Fan Evening Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, the good news is the Penguins, uh, they might stink worse than the Steelers do. So there's that. Power play, Oford slash 37. Oh for 37. Oh for 37. I think they have not scored a power play goal in 14 games. I believe that's what it was. It's either thir- 13 or 14. Either way, it's a lot. They just lost their fourth in a row. 3-1 Florida. Beats them. Penguins had a uh, power play goal. It's uh, 13 games now. And boy, if you're a Pittsburgh pro sports coach and your your first name is Mike, your time might be running out here. You might be running out on time. Well, there's two Mike Sullivans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Both Mike Sullivans are are maybe on their way out, maybe should be on their way out. I think the Mike Sullivan Penguins coach, that Mike Sullivan, Good coach needs to go. Is that another change of scenery or yeah. staleness? Yeah. I think there needs to be a shock to the system there. I think I think there's a lot of system not working uh, slash complacency going on. It's got to change. Seems like a running theme. Marty in the car is on the fan. What's up, Marty? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What's going on? Well, I, you know, I just wanted to make a comment. I know that uh, with what's happened over the last couple of uh, weeks, everybody is extraordinarily upset with the Steelers, and rightfully so. I wanted to plant a little seed of hope for next year and just get your opinion. Um, there's obviously the debate about whether Kenny Pickett's the right guy for our future. Um, two things he does well. Number one, he doesn't turn the ball over. 
Number two, when the Bucks down, you know, he delivers. He's kind of got that it factor. A lot of other parts of his game are suspect. Um, but one thing that nobody's talking about, everybody suggested after Matt Canada left that he had a pretty darn good game, that first game. But nobody's yeah. really suggested that the first two quarters uh, against Arizona, he led the team on two uh, scoring drives. Obviously, didn't score the last one, but he took them to the one-yard line. And before he got hurt, he was 7 for 10, and sort of that, what he had done the game before, but had sort of continued. Just want to get your opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I think if he sneaks it there, too, if he's in the game, Marty, and thanks for the call, man. I think if, if Pickett's in that game against Arizona, he, he's the one that sneaks it in, and he probably gets it in because he's pretty good at the QB sneak. Then you're talking about a touchdown scored by Pickett there. You know, he's looking all right through the air. You're feeling a lot better. I'm more optimistic, I think, at this point about Kenny Pickett becoming something than Mike Tomlin reaching the highest point again as a head coach. Does that make sense? Like, I think that there is a better chance that Kenny for Kenny Pickett to become a decent NFL quarterback than there is for Mike Tomlin to win another Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. Now, those two things are linked together right now, at least. But I have more faith in Pickett than I do Tomlin. Neither of them, I should add, are very high right now. But I still think that there's an opportunity for Kenny Pickett to become a, a, a decent NFL quarterback if he gets a good offensive coordinator and play caller on his side. He has not had that so far in his career. He's had the worst offensive coordinator that we have ever seen here in Pittsburgh calling his plays and trying to develop him. So that's got to change. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram and Peters Township. You can visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. And the fan text lines brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Charlie, are you doing this karaoke deal Thursday or uh, Wednesday, rather? I'm not. I will be uh, producing Wednesday night, oh. so I won't be there. Mm. Should I sing? Do you think I can sing if you had to guess? Number one, why wouldn't you sing? And number two, it's karaoke. So even if you can't sing, who cares? I got to be honest. I think you do. I think you have the ability to <laughs> sing. Thank you. I I don't think you're right. But um, I, I'm one of those people. Remember, what was uh, is it Step Brothers where they want to start their own karaoke company? And they're like, listen, if you can't sing, we're just you're just off the stage. We're just getting you off the stage if you if you can't sing. You got to be good in order to do karaoke. That's that was the Step Brothers philosophy, and I honestly kind of like that. I've been to some places where there's just like, there's just some bad karaoke. I was down in Daytona Beach a couple weeks ago, Thanksgiving weekend, Daytona Beach. There's better places to be Thanksgiving weekend, but I was in Daytona Beach, and uh, I, I was watching a karaoke one night. And it was basically just like, it was two, I could say, they were drunk. Two drunk girls, uh, young women. They kept stepping up for the karaoke. And then there was just one other guy. And it, they would just kept going back and forth. No one else wanted the karaoke. So it was just the two drunk girls who were horrible. And then the guy who thought he was really good, but wasn't. 
Who do you think is the best at karaoke among the fan hosts? I feel Callis would have. Ooh. If if it's like an, I feel like he's a good base for like an opera. Yeah. So he's got the sneakily deep, good for yeah. Callis. He's got the deep voice. Yes. Hello, Mister Roundtree. That's Callis. Would so you he's like got me to that. Up on the karaoke, sir. <laughs> We were debating earlier uh, when I was briefly on with the PM team about which fan personalities had Riz. Now, are you aware of what Riz is? I asked you earlier if you were aware of Mid. I am you aware You do Mid, of... Riz. Riz, yes, I am aware. Can you describe Riz for the olds at home that don't know? Best way to compare it is uh, quote-unquote game. Game, yeah. It's, it's my generation's game. Yes. It's uh, swagger. It's... Ability to pick up the ladies yep. is essentially what we're looking for here. We went through the the uh, the list of fan personalities and do they have Riz. Callis's name got brought up, and it was a split decision on people thinking that Callis has Riz or if he doesn't have Riz. I said no. Others said yes. I don't see Riz coming into play for Callis. I feel like he's just one of those guys that is just so quiet. That he's good at everything, but nobody knows it. And I feel if you just throw a little Riz in there, he has it. Like it's just just, just it's, a sprinkle of Riz. It's just underneath the surface. It's, Ge- it's there. Generally, what we determined is there's not a lot of Riz going on with the the fan staff. Not a tremendous amount of Riz. Donnie actually said that he thought that I might have Riz. He's wrong, but he said that I I might have Riz. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm also married, so there's no need for that. That kind of takes you out of the Riz game. Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of turn in your Riz card at that point. But I, I, that was, I was flattered that Donnie identified that I could be a, a Riz candidate. Um, morning show, we we decided that Doran probably has some Riz. Ex NFL athlete. It's kind of. I mean, I don't know that he even has to work to have that Riz. It's just. It's just inherent. Some people have it. It's just inherent when you're an ex-athlete. Crowley, we it. determined, does not have Riz. He does not have it. I met Crowley's right, uh, wife at a um, uh, 4th of July party a uh, year before last, and she was very nice. Uh, seemed too nice maybe for Crowley. So if you're married and it takes you out of the Riz game, does this completely shelve the Crowley? Does Crowley have Riz? Mm, argument i think we can still keep the door open for someone being married and having riz because they had to get their wife in the first place so you would have to have at one point you would have had to have had a baseline of riz right there has to be at some point some moderate amount of riz but i'm so sick of saying riz already in the segment i gotta be honest um but we decided crowley no doran yes uh, afternoon guys, Cook and Joe, uh, those were, I, I actually said, I think that, I think, uh, Cook might have a little, a little Riz. I would agree with that. Like, I, I think you put like a good suit on Cook and you sit him with like a nice cocktail at a bar. I could see something happening there. Like I could see him and a lady hitting it off with just a little bit of effort. Seems like the old school dozen roses kind of yeah. Riz Joe style. Joe, 
no risk for Joe. Not not a not a risk candidate. I still don't think Joe knows my name. <laughs> wow, that's it's Cornelius. It's Rod Roger Nelson Riley or something. He called one of our producers. Uh, what was it? I I hosted with him at camp last year. And he called uh, one of our producers there, engineers there, Dr. Kornfetter, with absolutely no explanation what that means or why he was saying that. that and then that was the first time I had ever co-hosted with Joe. And it was awesome. But I also thought, man, if I did this every day, I would just be in awe with this guy. He was just on on one singing through every commercial break little his own made up songs about Folsey. Thank you, tiny Folsey. Yeah. It's what whatever. Yeah, it that that's that's what it was the whole time. Okay. It was great though. I I mean I I loved hosting with Joe. Dr. Cornfeder got married. His name is his real name is Matt. Oh, somebody, see, I didn't even know his real name. I just have been calling him Cornfeder. Matt got married. Yes, he got married man. right after he yes. engineered with us. Somebody sent a gift here and addressed it to Dr. Cornfeder. Dr. Cornfeder. That's amazing. What a lovely gesture. I heard that Pompiani uh, might have paid for yes. something with him and his bride or something. There was... I believe there was a gift from Pomp. See, and that comes back to the only person that really has a, a true inherent earned riz at the fan is Pomp. Pomp's got the Riz. Everyone else is just trying to catch him. Others may have it here and there, but it's just sort of ingrained with Pomp. All right, we got to hit a break. Uh, when we come back, national media, they still love Mike Tomlin. They think you're an idiot. So we'll get into that when we come back. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's a fan evening show. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. How many coaches right now who started Mitchell Trubisky against a good defensive team on national TV last night, how many people are winning the game? The Steelers probably should have won the game. They handed uh, the Patriots some points. I get it. I understand it. But in general, I think it's hard to win. Mike Tomlin, without a franchise quarterback, has a better record than Bill Belichick without his franchise quarterback. And just remember, I'm not Confucius, but I will just say for the third time in the last 90 seconds, it's hard to win in the NFL. All right. Um, that was Peter King, who was at the game last night. And um, one fan host today took great exception to that clip and said some things about Peter King. I don't necessarily agree with that line of commentary. Um, Comparing what the Patriots lost with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick being there, comparing that to what the Steelers lost with Ben Roethlisberger. um, One failure doesn't excuse another. And that's what both teams have. Like, Belichick has failed post-Brady. There's no question about that. That doesn't excuse Mike Tomlin being where he is right now. Yeah, it's hard to win in the NFL, but Houston turned it around really fast. Philadelphia moved on from coaches twice. Peterson and Reed went to a Super Bowl, won another. It can be done. So I, I don't I don't get the notion that, well, you know, because of their stability, uh that is some sort of great feather in the cap. Now I just I I don't understand why the national media feels like they have to go out of their way to defend Mike Tomlin at every single turn. And we heard it a lot this week. Uh I just saw somebody um where was this? They tweeted tonight, or maybe it was earlier today or last night, Kimberly A. Martin, who works with ESPN. And for all the Steeler fans who want Mike Tomlin gone, y'all have no clue how many franchises would scoop that man up with the quickness. That ha- that doesn't matter. Look, if you're in a bad relationship with a girl who's super hot, but it's toxic and terrible, and you're like, you know what? I got to break up with her. You don't not break up with her because she's going to go date somebody else. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that is not a reason to keep this going. Yeah, somebody else will sign Mike Tomlin or be willing to trade for Mike Tomlin immediately. It'll happen. I have no doubt about that. But that does not mean that it shouldn't still happen. Sometimes good coaches run their course. It happens in hockey all the time. Hell, it's happening right now with the hockey team in Pittsburgh. Sometimes good coaches, their message just goes. 
and they have to go in order to stabilize the franchise or turn around the franchise or hell, I don't know, maybe even try to win a championship eventually because that seems like a pipe dream right now with Mike Tomlin as the head coach. But the national media, oh, well, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL. Who are you protecting here? I I, I don't get it. There certainly is a dichotomy, though, between the way that Mike Tomlin treats and interacts with the national media, certain national media, and the way that he treats and interacts with local media. There's no denying that. Jay Glazer comes to practice. He's a member of the media. He gets unprecedented access, gets to be on their sidelines during camp, uh, gets secret meetings with Tomlin to talk about things. I mean, he's granted exclusivity in a major way. And that is what it is. I, I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me. But it also shows why some of the national media are maybe the ones that stick up for Mike Tomlin the loudest and the most. Whereas we in Pittsburgh have seen it, been through it, and maybe kind of aren't buying it as much anymore as the national media is. And I think there's also this element to it. A lot of the local media, a lot of them, have grown up here. They've seen winning seasons. They've seen championship culture being built. They know what this organization was about and should still be about, and they're not seeing that now. And I think that that tends to bother people who are in the media here. Maybe not bother them, but it certainly influences uh, the way that they view the organization at this point. And I I understand that entirely. For one night only, December 13th, our Odyssey Pittsburgh stations will be flipping the turntables and turning Mike's Beer Bar into the biggest Christmas karaoke spot on the North Shore where our on-air hosts and local celebrities take the mic for celebrity karaoke to support Light of Life Rescue Mission. Details at 937thefan.com. Let's get a call in before the top of the hour. Jim in McKeesport. What's up, Jim? Or McKees Rocks, my bad. McKees Rocks, you got it. What's going on? uh, How are you doing tonight, man? Good, good. Uh, What you got? I I just like, I had an analogy that I was thinking of when it comes to Mike Tomlin and just Pittsburgh sports in general. And I preface this by saying that I've been, typically have been a Tomlin defender and I feel like all my buddies always say we need to get rid of Tallman, and I, I'm always more on the uh, the branch of, you know, Super Bowl winning ho- coaches don't come on trees and this and that. But the, the relationship right now just reminds me a lot of when Jamie Dixon was coaching Pitt, and he would take them to the tournament every year, and he'd take them to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight or what have you. They never won anything of significance, but they were always there. They were always a relevant program, but they were never winning. And they broke up ultimately – and that's what it reminds me of with Tomlin. It's almost like Mike Tomlin can find his TCU like Jamie Dixon did, and they can both be better off for it. Yeah. The Pitt basketball program now is better off because they got rid of Jamie, and Jamie's probably better off that he left Pitt. So I feel like they're just at a place where it's almost like a mutual parting of ways is best for all parties. Yeah, exactly, Jim, and, and thanks for the call. And, and I think what goes into this, too, is no one's saying that they need to sever the relationship with Mike Tomlin. No one's saying that if they decide to move on from Mike Tomlin, that affects his legacy or uh, who he is and was as the head coach here. And it is a good point to bring up. Like With Pitt basketball, Jamie Dixon's message it felt like started to get a little bit stale. 
that the way that he operated, especially as they moved to the Big East, which if you want to compare it this way, the way that the NFL has changed to the way that the Steelers approach playing football, that has changed. The change to the ACC and Jamie Dixon sort of facilitated things as well. And it, it is a fair analysis. It's a fair comparison. Sometimes moving on works out. Now, it took Pitt basketball a little while to get over it, but you know, I, I look at a team like Philadelphia. Good front office, good management, uh, really good at acquiring players in various ways. They were able twice to get over Reed and then get over Peterson and, and, and turn their program into a winner or turn their organization into a winner. There is no reason that the Steelers cannot do that. The only thing that I think is holding them back here is fear. I think I think Art Rooney is afraid that if he is the one in his family that breaks the line of consistency with coaches and he becomes the first owner to fire, to literally fire a coach or trade a coach in a for forever at this point it seems like since before Chuck Knoll I think he is afraid of of that going on his record essentially I can understand that fear and that trepidation but you got to you, you you can't live in your fears as Mike Tomlin likes to say and that feels like the approach in a way fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy 23 Silverados Silverado 1500s up to 7500 in rebates sunchevy.com currently temperatures in the 40s tomorrow cloudy and in the mid 60s fan evening show rolls on got about a half an hour left if you want to hop in with your thoughts on Mike Tomlin and uh, where the Steelers organization is going we'll talk more about that I also want to get back into that media discussion as well as uh, we'll hear from uh, more media talking heads to what they think of Mike Tomlin when we come back I'm Josh Roundtree this is sports radio 93.7 the fan this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 